This is the Give Me Some Options podcast with Sean McLaughlin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Where the Hell is Chicago Sean episode of this podcast. For those of you who had been regular listeners of my podcast, I'm sorry I have not been around much, um, but I hope to offer some explanation of what's been going on over the last uh, two months. One of the questions I've gotten repeatedly uh, on Twitter and via private emails and various uh, communication channels is, Sean, where's your podcast? Where'd you go? And, uh, you know, that's kind of a loaded question, uh, and there's uh, there's been a lot going on the last couple months, uh, so uh, I'm not even sure where I should start with that, but uh, uh, maybe we'll start with uh, why this podcast, the Give Me Some Options podcast, was begun in the first place. I started this podcast back in January because I wanted to document my progression in my options trading strategy, I had embarked on a options trading strategy involving putting on option spreads in individual stocks, premium selling strategies, uh, and it was a good strategy and a strategy that I enjoyed trading. And I wanted to do the podcast to not only document what I was doing, but I also wanted to share my process and, and be a resource to others who may be trading similarly or were considering trading similarly. I wanted to be able to engage in conversation around that trading. And also a very big part of doing that is uh, uh, it was all part of my process of being transparent with what I'm doing because I was actively seeking a job on a couple different prop trading desks. You know, I wanted to show them what I can do, how my trading works. And uh, to that end, it was quite effective. But fast forward to... uh, uh, about June, I think, end of June, I decided six months in that uh, the prop trading routes that were available to me, there were a couple of firms I was talking to, and maybe, there's maybe a third firm you could third firm you could possibly throw in there. Uh, but the ones I was talking to, uh, uh, for one reason or another, and they all had different reasons, but uh, I just never could really get them quite interested in committing to being a part of what I was doing. And I didn't want to put myself in a, in a situation where I was begging for capital or uh, and anything like that. I mean, look, I'm not a beggar. <laughs> I, I had a strategy that I thought worked and it does work. And uh, I thought it could be profitable for a trading desk somewhere. Uh, and I wanted to bring that to them. But, uh, you know, it didn't work out. And uh, I decided to uh, change directions on that. And, uh, and therefore, I stopped trading that strategy because I was really just trading that strategy because I thought it'd be something that a trade desk would want. And yes, they did want them. Uh, a couple of trading desks I was talking to, they did want it, but they just weren't excited about it. And, uh, you know, I want people to be excited to work with me. So I went back to uh, my, what I hope to make my bread and butter strategies of uh, trading SPX, SPY, uh, doing credit spreads in those, uh, uh, on those products. And you know what, that, that style of trading that I do just doesn't really make for a sexy podcast. <laughs> it's uh, uh, telling you about the trades that I did and entered. Uh, it will be very dry and rote and uh, would not be very exciting. No, And it would be kind of hard for me to explain it to you, I think, uh, really is what it comes down to. 
I know that's not a very satisfying answer, but that's kind of where I'm at. And that's what I've been trading since uh, I've been focusing on that since uh, basically the beginning of July. Now, many of you may be aware of a blog post that I had written this summer, um, a very frustrated blog post that I had written where I talked about the career risk that traders are often unaware of or do not consider. Now, a little backstory for me is, uh, you know, this year I've been frustrated with my trading uh, on a number of reasons, but the biggest reason being that I'm undercapitalized. And uh, uh, just like with my trading strategy of the first six months of the year with the individual stocks and options, um, I was doing well. But doing well is one thing, but doing well enough to pull profits out of your account to pay your bills is a completely different ballgame. Uh, for the first time in my 19-year trading career, I found out this year that uh, uh, the trading would be my only source of income. Uh, for 19 years up to now, uh, between me and my wife, one of us or both of us, usually both of us, always had a job or some other source of meaningful income coming in. So trading for me has always been kind of side income. And so what that meant was when trading was doing well, that was great. That meant, uh, you know, we could afford to go out to those nice dinners. We can afford to, to pay a little extra rent for a nicer apartment. Uh, we can buy those nicer clothes, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and when trading was not going well, it was always like, well, this sucks, but at least our bills are getting paid. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. Uh, we'll get through this and we'll come out higher on the other side. Well, this year... Um, I found myself uh, out of my job. I left Stockwitz at the end of January, and I naively thought that uh, I'd be fine. No worries. I'm still trading. I could still make money. I am making money. It's going to be fine. We'll make it work. Uh, but in my naivety, I, I quickly found that uh, a few months in, I was like, well, I'm profitable, but I'm taking more money out of my account each month to pay bills than I am earning in profits. And uh, that is a downward spiral that ends at zero, <laughs> as I'm sure you can do the math and figure that out. And so uh, that was building a lot of frustration for me this year. And, and so uh, I started looking for some part-time work or for some, or for some new, new work. There was one company in particular here in Boulder where I live uh, that uh, was, had a great opportunity. It was something I was really excited to try. It was completely new, a new industry for me. Uh, but uh, I had a couple face-to-face -face interviews with the company as well as several phone interviews, and uh, every one of those talks, the, the things that they said to me over and over again were, we love that you come from outside of the industry. This is what we like about you. You bring a new perspective, fresh ideas. We love your attitude. Uh, you're a likable guy, you know, blah, 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 S sending me sunshine, basically, and telling me everything that everything was great. And... Uh, I basically had a phone call set up with the with the the hiring manager, and it was my assumption that this phone call that we were having set up was going to be a phone call that was we were going to discuss finally what they were going to pay me. Because up to this point, uh, there was no discussion of what my pay would be because they were kind of creating a new position for me. And so I thought, all right, here's the final call. This is where we determine how much they're going to pay me and uh, when I start working. So I was excited for that call and. Uh, that call came, uh, but it quickly got into a very different direction than I was mentally prepared for. And that was, they basically told me that 
they found somebody else who checked all the boxes of all the necessary career backgrounds to do this job. And so they went with him or her. This after six weeks of them telling me that everything that they loved about me was that I was not from their industry. That's just a little background to tell you where I was at when I wrote this blog post about the career risk that traders are unaware of because I was frustrated. I thought I had everything lined up. I thought I had a great job coming and I would still be able to trade in the mornings. I kind of worked them out, worked that out with them that they said that I'd have a couple hours free in the morning to continue my trading. And um, so I was excited and uh, needless to say, I had the rug pulled out for me and it was bad and I was frustrated. I went down a very dark, dark spiral. And uh, a day later, after that phone call, I sat down to write this blog post that uh, uh, I didn't uh, really didn't have any attention to publish, to be honest with you. I started writing it and uh, I just started writing and writing and writing and just let it flow. And I got to the end and I reread it. And <laughs> I said to myself, you know, I can't publish this. This is, this is too personal. This is too, too woe is me. It's going to put too many bad vibes out in the world. You know, nothing good will come of it. Only bad. That was my that was my thought. I mean, because that's kind of where my brain was. I mean, it was I was in a negative spiral of pessimism. Uh, I shared the blog post privately to a friend of mine, asked him for his input, and he kind of agreed with me. He said, yeah, this is something you just got to put in your private journal and, uh, you know, refer to it often and, and use it kind of as a benchmark um, to measure your progress from here. Uh, but yeah, keep this to yourself. That's a good idea. And I agreed with him. I was like, you, you, know, you know what? You're right. And I put that blog post up on the shelf. Uh, but uh, a couple hours later, my wife came into my office and took one look at me and she knew that something wasn't right, that I wasn't doing good. And, and she asked me what was wrong. And I told her I wrote this blog post that I can't publish. And she asked to read it. And long story short, she twisted my arm and said, you need to publish this right now. There are too many people out there in your field, in the trading field, who are going through what you're going through, who can relate, but are too macho or too whatever to talk about it openly. You need to be that person. And so uh, my wife and her infinite wisdom, she wore me down on that point that she was right. And I published it. And um, what happened next was, was nothing short of amazing. So many friends and colleagues have reached out, uh, offering positive vibes, commiserating, telling me about times where they were sim feeling similarly and how they got out of their rut. These were friends of mine and colleagues of mine. I also got reached out to by, by complete strangers, people I had never even knew followed me on Twitter or stock twits or anything. And, and, and I had, I mean, for, for a week, I was constantly on the phone all day for a week talking to friends and complete strangers and it was a very therapeutic time. It was very wonderful. The support was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm touched by it. I'm getting kind of choked up thinking about it right now. Uh, I mean, I even had lots of people offering me jobs. And many of the jobs um, were very interesting. Um, I, and, and if I was in a better place financially, these were jobs that, uh, you know, certainly wouldn't have immediate payouts for me. But, uh, you know, if done right and if focused on, one, two, three years down the road, they could have turned it into some really nice business ideas and really nice incomes. But I just, you know, due to my situation, I, I needed money now and I just couldn't, I, I couldn't take them. But I'm, but I'm deeply touched by many people who offered some great opportunities. 
you know, many in the trading field, but uh, also somewhere outside of the trading field as well. And so to that end, uh, kind of getting back to why the podcast died off for a little while is, uh, uh, you know, obviously we touched upon I wasn't trading that style anymore. But uh, due to my situation, uh, one of uh, my friends, one of my friends here locally, uh, who has his own business, uh, and he needed some help. He's his business, his business is growing like crazy. And uh, I mean, really great for him. And, and he needed help. He needed bodies. Uh, it's an industry that I had no experience in whatsoever. I don't speak the language. It was very hard. But uh, he offered me a job and he'd actually been offering me a job for a little over a year now. He kept saying, hey, Sean, I could use a guy like you to help me out. And I kept telling him, no, no, no. I don't know anything about this business. I would not be helpful to you. And he's like, no, no, you would. I, I know how I could use you. But he um, serendipitously called me two days after I wrote that blog post. And, and I'm pretty sure he did not read that blog post. He knew nothing about it. He's not active on social media. He's not a trader. He doesn't know people I know. Uh, but serendipitously, he called me two days after that blog post went live. And uh, he said, hey, man, I know I've offered this to you before, but I'm, I'm offering you again. I need help. And, and can I offer you a job? Can you please come work for me? Uh, you can work part-time, you can work full-time, whatever. I just need help. And so I ended up joining up with my friend. And I spent uh, the next uh, five weeks or so working with him from basically August 1st until about Labor Day. And it was a full-time job. And it was uh, it was exciting and interesting because it was all completely new to me. But at the same time, it was uh, very hard because uh, not that I'm a trading expert by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I went from an industry in trading where you know I could talk the talk and walk the walk, and I, I, I knew knew the ins and outs of the industry, uh, to I went to a, a new industry where in every room, on every phone call, in every situation, I was the dumb guy in the room. <laughs> and uh, not that I have a huge ego, but uh, you know, you spend enough time in that situation, and it, it kind of wears on you a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, 22 years old anymore. Uh, I'm in my 40s. And, uh, you know, it's tough to be the guy who's the dumbest guy in the room. And look, I know that it's a good life practice to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, to, to learn from them and, and be open minded to learn new things. And I certainly am about that, or certainly am like that in most situations. And I was like that in this situation, too, for, for a lot of it. But I'll tell you, for six weeks, uh, it, it wears on you. And like I said, every meeting, every face-to-face, every phone call that you're on, uh, you are definitely <laughs> the dumbest guy in the conversation. And that was me. And uh, look, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And, uh, and, I, and I wish I could have helped my friend out more. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but I had to part ways with him, uh, mostly because uh, I, a, a wonderful opportunity came my way from my friends at Trade Ideas. Uh, I've known Dan Merkin and Dave Ferriot and Steve Gomez for, uh, man, probably seven or eight years now through my uh, through our working relationship when I was at StockTwits and uh, always been, a, been friendly with those guys and always had a respect for what they do. And uh, they were a great uh, data vendor for StockTwits when I was there. They still are. And... Um, you know, they, they caught wind of the fact that uh, I was a, a quote unquote free agent uh, available on the market. And uh, uh, in no in no uncertain terms, Dan Merkin approached me and said, Sean, I want you to work for me. You're the right kind of guy for what we're doing. So that's where I'm at now. I started working at Trade Ideas about uh, three weeks ago now, give or take. 
And uh, it's been a fantastic uh, experience. I mean, I uh, was an early customer of Trade Ideas way back in the day. The company's been around since uh, 2004-ish. And I was an early customer around 2006 and uh, loved the product and relied on it back then. Uh, and now here we are 12 years later almost, and the product is, is you know, so much better. It's, it's had numerous iterations, including introduction of artificial intelligence um, that has really taken the game to a whole nother level. And uh, the growth chart of paying subscribers at this for this company is is hockey stick growth right now and it's pretty amazing to see so i'm very excited to be here and and we'll be talking more about this down the road as i do the occasional podcast going forward and uh, i'm sure i'll be making appearances on the trade ideas podcast as well but uh it's it's pretty exciting stuff to be over here uh and uh as as exciting and as as interesting and as cool uh as the company itself is uh it's surpassed by the people that work it uh, the 20 or so employees that work at the company now, I've, I've had an opportunity to have uh, uh, lots of uh, conversations with people individually at the company uh, and uh, to a man and a woman. Um, everybody has been fantastic to get to know and just great people at, at their core. You can tell it shows in the way they communicate, the way they work with their customers uh, and the way they support each other. Um, so very excited to be a part of this. And so this has been my very long-winded way of explaining to you, dear listener, where the podcast has been for the last couple of months. Now, I'm going to make a promise to you um, that this podcast is not going away. Uh, I will still have trader interviews from time to time. I still will um, talk about trading-related things. Uh, it's not going to be a daily podcast as it was when I started out, or even uh, might not even be weekly. But uh, but but keep this podcast saved in your in where, wherever you keep your podcast loaded on your phone or on your computer, uh, and and there'll be updates from time to time. And I'll definitely send them out on social media. Uh, you'll hear about them. Uh, but I, I thank you for listening and being a part of this journey, and, and I and I appreciate all the support and all the uh, well wishes I've gotten from from everybody, uh, even the haters. Although there really haven't been many of those. Um, so, thanks for listening, everybody, and I am very excited uh, to be able to serve you better in the future using new tools that are coming your way from trade ideas. Take care, everybody.